Hello, everyone. Welcome to our inaugural live stream from Data Endura, our Tech Talks. Uh, I'm Shaheen Peruz. I'm the CTO and CISO for Data Endure. And I'm Kirsten Burke, the Chief Marketing Officer at Data Endure. We're excited to have you here. Uh, the genesis of this uh, live stream, we are out there talking to a lot of customers. We're uh, hearing a lot of angst out there in terms of uh, where technology is going, um, the opportunities that organizations may or may not have, and really saw an opportunity to help people um, separate back from fiction or opportunity from challenge. So um, we're excited about this. Uh, Shaheen, why don't you talk a little bit about where we see this series going? We, uh, we started this, uh, initially we wanted to educate the market, the, our customer base, talk a little bit about technologies that are out there. And then we decided let's make it a little more casual and make it in this um, comfortable format. Uh, every month we're going to be bringing in a guest. Uh, it will either be a customer or a partner. And then once a quarter we plan on bringing our disruptor series where we're bringing in one of the technologies in our portfolio that we believe is disrupting the space, that particular category, uh, and talk about how they're doing it, why they're doing it, what changes, and try to give our uh, viewer base a, an exposure to things that are either up and coming or well entrenched, but doing things very differently than traditional platforms. So look for one of our tech talks every month and uh, once a quarter we'll be doing the disruptive series. So we thought it would be helpful uh, in this, our first series to talk a little bit about data indoor, talk a little bit about what we're doing out there in the market. Um, Shaheen, you were on a recent panel uh, with John Gallant, the enterprise consulting director of IDG, and he made um, a, a great statement about today's challenge. Uh, he said, I can't think of any other time when IT leaders have been operating under so much pressure and dealing with so much change. And um, in our 35 year history here at Data Endure, I think we just have seen that accelerating and accelerating and accelerating. Um, I've had the pleasure of working with you for close to 20 years. Um, why don't you kind of weigh in on that? Um, what are you seeing and you know what what is it about this pressure that is unlike what we've seen before? We, um, we've always had in the IT industry a push to be innovative and if you go back far enough, IT was uh, really focused on delivering just technology to the end users and let the end users be the innovative ones. And we've gotten to that point where technology is what is now driving innovation and therefore IT is at the forefront of innovation and IT leaders and IT teams are being pressed to innovate, innovate, innovate faster help the engineering teams to add more capabilities to our platform, help to separate us and differentiate us from our competitors. But then you struggle with this challenge of, I want to have this balance of innovation on the one hand, but I can't innovate at the risk of security as exposing our security and our data to the world. So how do I keep that in check and in balance and innovate enough, but make sure that we're doing it in a secure and controlled fashion. And so the pressure to innovate is also uh, challenged by the pressure to secure and not lose data in this world of massive data breaches that are happening. Um, every week we're hearing about another very large company who lost data and exposed tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of records. Uh, and we all get new credit cards in the mail all the time because a breach happened somewhere quietly. But ultimately, the, the real uh, fundamental challenge all of that is creating is all that noise in the background that says there is a problem out there from a cybersecurity perspective, 
does not say lock the doors and don't let anybody in and don't let anybody out, we still have to innovate and we still have to be customer facing and we still have to interact with our partners, our customers and our end users. And so that really creates this teetering balance that is really hard to maintain. So we have this explosion and expansion of data. We have this pressure to innovate or die, whether it be from your board or your customers or the market. And then you have these cybersecurity threats out there that you have no idea where they're coming from. Um, seems like that makes digital resilience very difficult. Um, and that's something that Data Endure has really um, hung its hat on over the last 35 years. Can you talk a little bit about our approach and our model around digital resilience, its life cycle, and why that's so relevant to what's going on in the market today? Absolutely. I've, I've got behind us here this, uh, what we call our digital resilience life cycle. It's the, the wheel of changing technology, if you will. There's uh, our entire go-to-market is around this concept of digital resilience and to us that simply means that you ought to be able to survive and thrive in the midst of an attack whether that attack be a cyber attack whether it's weather whether it's your systems failing underneath your platform but you should be able to continue to do business and operate and not experience downtime so our entire go-to-market philosophy is around helping our customers to achieve digital resilience and uh, to maintain it as long as uh, they possibly can. Where the challenge comes in is this is a life cycle because where you store your data, how you secure it, how you protect it from a backup and a VR perspective, understanding where it moves from a mobility perspective, uh, meaning into and between clouds, um, and then garnering insights from it so you can make business decisions are all changing technologies and evolving technologies. And uh, what was cool 10 years ago is no longer cool and doesn't do the job. So we're constantly being pressured to evolve the capabilities and technologies and get better insights, uh, get better infrastructure, get better performance. And the massive explosion of data that's been happening over the past decade continues to challenge how we store it, where we store it, uh, and then how we protect it. And then lying, lying around all of that, covering it, is how do you make sure that your data is secure and the right people have access to it and the wrong people don't have access to it? So our entire concept of digital resilience in terms of this life cycle is a focused governance, risk, and compliance approach to solving the technology problems while maintaining this balance uh, and keeping that wheel spinning rather than having a flat on any one part of it. Mm -hmm. And I think what's so interesting about this life cycle um, is while you have five very distinct practice or focus areas um, that are very independent, there's so much interdependence there. Um, and I think that's really where organizations can get uh, tripped up or confused or have gaps because you have to be an expert in so many places and know where to fill those gaps. Um, can you speak to maybe an example of where we've been able to help an organization Think about resilience as a whole. Yeah, there's um, we we often we have five practice areas which um, uh, Kirsten's hinting towards, and those five practice areas happen to line up very nicely with these. We have an infrastructure practice uh, which talks about how you store and operate your data. We have a information management practice which talks about the protection of the data 
a cloud practice which talks about all the movement of data, the management of data, and how you use it. A data science practice which is focused on the garnering insights out of your data, turning data into information. And then finally, our security and compliance practice, which is the overarching umbrella of um, protection and then that governance risk compliance aspect of it. We have customers where we've engaged with on one practice area, security is an example, where we offer them our SOC as a service. And uh, we quickly determine in the conversations with them that their disaster recovery isn't up to snuff. And so if they were to be impacted with ransomware, their ability to recover and continue to operate would be delayed by weeks, if not longer. And so we've helped customers to close that aspect of the lifecycle wheel as well, the information management side of it. Um, others, we've determined that to get insights from their information, they collect data from every attribute of their business. Uh, one example is a company that we're interact interacting with, which is a very large company that has uh, information about all the badge access, about all of the food people buy from their facilities, and they're, they're delivering something like 10,000 lunches a week, uh, and or meals a week, rather. That's a combination of lunch and dinner. They, uh, they also have conference room information, uh, and all of this is in logs, but they're really trying to get an understanding of, are we doing the right things? Do we have enough facilities? Are we making the right dishes? Do people like these dishes? So we're able to take that log information from all the systems they use today and build a in, some insights around what foods are interesting to people, when they're buying them, what days they're buying them, which conference rooms are being used, which lights are turning on in the building during what times of the day, uh, where, where badge access is happening so they can get a sense of the flow of people coming and going into the buildings. And so while you don't think of IT in the context of facilities, that's an example of where facility management really needs technology to evolve how they make decisions in their decision process. Um, and then that's one aspect of the wheel, which is the insights side of it. Um, but then along with that comes, now you have all these logs, how do you secure it, how do you protect it, how do you make sure it doesn't get in the wrong hands so they can garner the wrong information from it. Sure. So there's many examples like that. Um, our customers are some of the largest companies in the Valley. Um, we do work with the Cisco's, the Apple's, the uh, Yahoo's of the world, CenturyLink's, and so for each of them we do something very different uh, that is one or more attribute of the lifecycle wheel. And what we try to help our customers with is again, how do you attain and maintain? So it's we're really the, uh, I, I don't want to call it subject matter expertise, but we bring the tech expertise to the table. We are constantly evaluating new technologies and capabilities and looking at who is the best in class in a particular category. And then more importantly, how does that technology play with other technologies okay. in other categories? Okay. For sure. Well, I think the message that you take away here is that digital resilience means something different to the, or whatever organization you talk to. So really uh, one role that we play is going in and really assessing what is the outcome that that organization is trying to achieve? Um, where are they succeeding? Where are they running into challenges? And then how can we help help them get to that outcome in the most cost-effective and secure way. Um, you mentioned something earlier about disruptors and you know, given uh, all of the different places where we offer solutions, given all the different technologies we work with, given our history in the market, um, talk a little bit about the 
power of disruptors and why those tech talk series are going to bring so much value to our audience. Yeah, the um, we in every single one of our categories, um, the practice areas, we have what we call our anchor technology, which is the the uh, true blue. This is a good decision. You can't go wrong, and people don't get fired for making this decision. I'm not implying that it's IBM, but it's it, and it is not uh, in every case. Uh, but the reality is that we've got solutions that are best in class in each category. And we also have a disruptor in each category. What the disruptor is, is a technology, let's, uh, let's pick storage, for example. And this is a kind of a foreboding of our October uh, disruptor series. Um, we'll be having Infinidat join us in October to talk about how they have disrupted the storage space. The disruptors in all of our categories are really doing something different than what has traditionally been done. Mm -hmm. Storage has been done the same way for the last 30 years. There really isn't fundamental changes. We keep putting faster disks in, we cluster the, the controllers, we change the communications between controllers, and everybody comes up with something slightly innovative, but it's just a tweak. It's not a fundamental change in the way storage is done. Whereas a disruptor is fundamentally changing how storage is managed and done to give massive scale to organizations which is critical in a time where data is exploding and you've got to figure out how you're going to handle it in a cost-effective way. So in each of our categories, there's a disruptor that is changing the way that particular category has been done for however many decades. Fantastic. Great. Well, we're coming to the end of our first Tech Talk. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Um, as Shaheen mentioned, we've got uh, a great technology partner uh, coming on board in October. Um, September, we will be having a client of ours joining us who will talk a little bit about what's going on in their market and the pressures they're seeing and some decisions they're making. Um, thank you for joining us. We do have a live chat feature um, on the live stream. So if you have thoughts, if you have questions, if you'd like to suggest topics for the future, if there's something that's going on in your world that you'd really love us to weigh in on, uh, Shaheen will be your host going forward. So you'll be seeing this happy mug uh, and then he'll be bringing in different folks as we go. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Shaheen, anything in wrapping? No, thank you. I'm uh, looking forward to these sessions and hopefully you can join us on our couch here and, uh, and participate, bring up some questions. We'd like to make these interactive. Uh, thank you for this first event. Thank you.